0: coming up on this episode of the MD and Chef Team Show.
1: Absolutely. And so I I really do want to see these conversations happen in churches. I want to see mental health ministries and communities form in churches where people can go and talk without the the fear of judgment, without the fear of people getting on the phone gossiping and, 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 and all of that. Um, I, I just I just want to see that in <laughs> <Me too. laughs> our faith. And I honestly believe that this is not even just in the Christian faith. I mean, I think there are other faith traditions where they have the same sorts of of, of, of mindsets around the, the stigma mm-hmm. of getting mental health. So I I'm hoping that people from other faith backgrounds will look at what we're doing and say we need that in our faith too and and write about it and talk about it
0: welcome to the show from the the md MD and chef Chef team team. i'm dr isabel medical doctor here at the md and chef team and who are you
2: i'm chef michael culinary nutrition expert i'm the chef part of the team
0: and what are we going to talk about babe now i can say that because he's my husband
2: (laughs) yes well, then, we'll be talking about marriage, relationships, parenting, intimacy, ooh, ooh. we'll talk about mindsets of success, overcoming depression and anxiety, I'll be getting into functional nutrition, recipes and tips from the kitchen, and we're going to both get into how to live a long, healthy, vibrant life.
0: Yes, I love it. Our mission is to help you prevent and reverse disease and give you hope in the process. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we, we like, like to, to have, have fun, fun too. So let's get on with the show. Hello, Reverend Benita, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, well, it's a little rainy here in New Zealand um, and it's cold. It's a cold spring start, right, Bev?
2: Yeah, it is a cold spring start.
0: <laughs> how you doing, Reverend Benita?
1: I'm doing well. It's actually nice over here. We're we have a, a pleasant fall day. So oh. sunny and 80 degrees.
2: So oh we're all nice. nice. <laughs> we're gonna flip-flop. We're gonna be going the other way soon, <laughs> right. I can tell. <laughs> and where are you where are you at right now?
1: I am in southern New Jersey, um, just across the water from Philadelphia.
2: Oh, I know the area very well. I was uh, born and raised in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, the Amish country.
0: Really?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, the horses and buggies and Amish and all that stuff. And yep. shoe
0: fly pie. And
2: shoe fly pie. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're in New Zealand. They have
0: great food out there. Yeah. Very tasty. Very tasty. Tasty. Very tasty. Yeah. How about if I introduce Reverend Benita Weathers to the team, huh? Oh, that would be awesome. Let let everybody know
2: about Reverend Benita.
0: Hi, Isabel. Hi, Doc. Hi. (laughs) Oh, well, you don't have to edit that out. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Isabel. (laughs) This is Chef Michael. Thank you for joining us at the MD and Chef (laughs) (laughs) Team. I'm going to go ahead and introduce you up and give you a little bio on Reverend Benita Weathers, who was our guest today. She is passionate about destigmatizing mental health needs in the Christian faith community. I love that. She wants to share her journey as the wife of a pastor who battles depression. Her book, entitled The Scream Within Mental Health and Clergy Marriages, The journey of a pastor's uh, spouse shows the impact of depression on the caregivers and loved ones of those who suffer from it. I love I love this topic. And that's why I wanted to have Chef Michael here, because you two have a lot in common. It's
2: it's a huge topic
0: with nowhere to turn. You remember those times? Nowhere oh, to yes. turn. I, yes. With nowhere. I wasn't alone. <laughs> no, no, you weren't alone. No,
2: definitely not.
0: With nowhere to turn because of the stigma associated with mental health, caregivers often scream within. Hmm. Reverend Benita Weathers wants the scream within to become the scream without. Nice. Without fear, without ridicule, without condemnation, without embarrassment. Yes, yes. yes. Welcome aboard to the MD and Chef Team podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited about this conversation. (laughs) Yes.
2: Yes. And it's such a much needed conversation, too. I mean, as we've seen, you know, over the last 18 months, I mean, this no matter what community you're in, this, uh, with the pandemic worldwide, I mean, anxiety, depression, people just kind of being anxious and worried. I mean, it's just growing. And it's, it's such a topic we, we need to address. So thank you so much for being here to address this with us today. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me again.
0: Now, would you like me to call you Reverend Benita, or would you like me to call you any something different?
1: That's fine. Reverend Benita, Benita, even, is fine. <laughs> okay,
0: good. You call me Isabel and call Michael Michael, okay?
2: Oh, I'm, not, mi- I'm not
0: Mr. Huntsinger.
2: <laughs> Just playing.
0: We're family here on no, a podcast. Yes, we are. We're family here. All right. Well, Reverend Benita, would you mind sharing with the audience your story and how everything began?
1: Yeah, sure. So my husband and I have been married 26 years um this past may and in the beginning of our marriage um there were a lot of issues that my husband was dealing with internally um which at that time neither of us knew was depression um or co- was causing depression um at that time we were both sort of like not fully understanding what was going on. And, you know, he would open up to me and talk to me about different things. And I was happy, you know, to be a listening ear for him, but at some point, you know, got to a place where it was just kind of like, I don't have the skills um, to help you any, you know, any further than, than listening. You know, I really think you, you might need to see a therapist. And at that time, um, he was really against that, uh, you know. He's like, "Well, I'm not crazy." I'm like, "Well, no, it's not <laughs> about you being crazy. You just need somebody to help you sort of process some of the um, trauma that you m- had experienced in the past and things that you need to work through." And so, you know, I really encouraged him to to seek therapy, but it it took ooh ten years. It, we, we were we were a good 10 years and in I'm into our marriage wow. before wow. he actually went to a therapist.
0: Wow. And,
1: wow. Um, and so in the meanwhile, you know, I, I sort of continued to be that, that listening ear and I, I continue to sort of take in a lot of what he was going through. But at the same time, I didn't have any place to then take that. Right. And so um, what I would end up doing was literally just screaming within because I didn't want to say something that would cause him to, you know, get depressed. I didn't want to be the impetus of, of of a bout of depression for him, and so I would just hold a lot of things in. Um, and so that's that's really where the scream within comes from, uh, just literally going in my room, locking the door and crying and <laughs> screaming within, um, and not really having a place to sort of take um that 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 pain because there's a lot um it, it hurts. It's hurt it's painful to watch somebody that you love uh you know sometimes just not able to get out of bed, you know, just wanting just want the covers over their head and just not able to face the world. Um, it's really hard. It's a hard thing to watch and it's really difficult to feel like you're powerless to do anything about it. And, you know, so for a long time, I just, I really felt that, um, you know, I was, there was nothing that I could do. You know, um, I was really happy when he finally decided that he was going to, um, to go ahead and try therapy and the way that God works is you know as he was you know in angst had angst about the stigma around getting therapy his first therapist happened to be, be a pastor wow. and you know so it's just like God sent him to the right person somebody who was a licensed and trained mental health professional who also happens to be a pastor and understands the walk of a pastor and, you know, the heart of a pastor, the life of a pastor. Um, and so, you know, that, that really was, was very helpful. And, you know, it, 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 it has taken, you know, he still goes to therapy now, but, you know, before it was kind of weekly, you know, so he kind of started out kind of weekly and then kind of graduated now to just kind of, you know, whenever he feels, when he he knows when a bout of depression is coming on, and he knows when it's more than what he can handle, mm-hmm. so he'll then reach out to his therapist and you know make sure he gets in there now. And he talks about it. He goes, you know, he talks about it with other pastors with people in the church, um, encourages people, you know, to get the help that they need, that, it, that, you know, it's not, it doesn't mean that you have a lack of faith because you need to see seek therapy, just like it's not a lack of faith if you go to the doctor, you know, if you have something, um, a physical.
0: Oh, effect. boy. <laughs>
1: it, you know, has nothing to do with, uh, you know, lacking faith. It, it, it actually takes great faith, uh, I think, to trust God to send you to the resources that God has placed here on this earth for us.
2: Yes. Wow. What a, what a ride. Yeah. There's so much in there. And, you know, I wanted to ask you where, where did you start to turn the corner yourself personally on how you felt that you could now be, able to help yourself to help him instead of just kind of going in the room and locking the door And that. When did it get to be where you felt like, okay, I can do something here. I can actually help. I can walk alongside. I can assist in this process of recovery. When did that happen for you?
1: Um, I don't, I don't think it has happened (laughs) for me to be honest. Um, You know, I still have moments of, you know, just holding things in and not, still not wanting to, you know, cause any kind of consternation for him. Uh, and I I understand that I probably, I, not probably, like I really need to see a therapist myself. I just haven't found one that fits for me yet, but I'm not, I'm going to continue pursuing that. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like all along I've walked beside and I've, you know, I've been there, uh, I've been supportive of whatever it is he might need. You know, I, what the thing that I try to do is to understand that what might not seem like a big deal to me might very well be a big deal to him and to not try to belittle him for Certain things causing him to be depressed. So, you know, there there might be things that cause him to be depressed. That in my mind, I'm like, why are you worried? Why are you even concerned about that? Oh my gosh! You know, but for him, it really is a it is a big deal. And so I, I, you know, and so I really. Um try to empathize, even though I might not understand it, it might not be a big deal for me, understanding that it's a big deal for him and letting him go through all the processes he needs to go through to get to get to the other side of it, um, is where I can be most helpful, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. Uh,
0: I, I know I have to step in here because I get your <laughs> husband. <laughs> You know, one thing that Michael does that really helps, and I want to empower you with this, exactly what you said, like, why are you even worrying about that? Just saying that to us really helps, because we Mm -hmm. can amplify things in our brain, and to have a soundboard, you know, saying, oh, it's not really that big of a deal, you know, come on, on." Mm -hmm. no, so... Just wanted to let you know that that really helps me when Michael says, "Babe, come on, that's really don't worry not, about not that." Quite
2: the way I say. No, he does, no, he's very really
0: gentle about it. I can it. say a little more gentle than that. That's the way you're saying
2: it, Oh uh, yeah, um, yeah, you are sort. very gentle. Yes,
0: I mean,
1: it might be the way he's thinking it might be the way he's thinking it, but <laughs> that's <what> he's
2: saying. <laughs> yeah, because you do hear things and, you know, for the person that's not having those feelings, you, you're going like, what? I mean, that's why are you so freaked out about that? And uh, it's just understanding that their perspective is different than our perspective, you know? Right. I mean, if we all have different perspectives in life. We've all been had some kind of I'll use the word trauma. We've all had things happen in our life that have really affected us adversely. And it's all, it's all different. Some of us have had a lot more. I mean, I I don't know about your husband, but I mean, Isabel, uh, her father was an alcoholic womanizer and had a gun in the house and all these types of things. And that, you know, really was traumatic for her growing up. Now I never had anything like that. And my parents said, you know, But I had other things that happened. So when things come up for her, that I realize, oh my gosh, that really throws her off. I just have to help her through that to understand that was the past. It's over. I understand that it's come up, but uh, let's see how we can work through that. And I'm sure there's some things like that for your husband, where all of a sudden he just goes, why? And you're like, what? How do we? Yeah, you
1: know, I've come to know um, some of his triggers. Uh, and when I, and so I can, I can sort of brace myself sometimes, like when, when I know that something is going to be triggering, I can kind of brace for, you know, what he might be going through and, um, you know, I'll try to address, address that as, as, as best I can. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, just allowing for us, um, you know, allowing him that, the time that he needs to to sort of step away and process and work through whatever it is he's going through um, helps. I think if I were to say to him, you know, it's, I mean, there are times where I, I'm not gonna say to him, oh, well, that's that's not a big deal. Like, why are you concerned about that? I'm not gonna say, say it like that. I'm just, I'm gonna just try to make him see from a different perspective, make try to encourage him to look through a different lens. And sometimes that you know that works. Um just to see try to come 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 to this lens here. Let me let me put these lenses on you. Yeah. And 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 look at the picture through these lenses. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Very good. I heard T D Jakes, he was being interviewed by another bishop, but T D Jakes said, you know, And he was taking this from somebody else that he heard um, that trouble, the good thing about trouble is you get through it and it ends. But trauma lasts, you know, that trauma lasts and you got to work through it. You know, that PTSD, whatever you went through. It lasts. It gets stuck in your brain, and it, rem- right. it your memory, your hippocampus in your brain remembers it. Whenever anything triggers it, so thank you for being so sensitive to that, because that 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 is an issue. The triggers. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Now, I
2: have a question for you. You've got a question. Yeah, I do. And
1: <laughs> now, the way he said it, the way he said it I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm a little scared. No, don't be scared of him. <laughs> well, hell. I'm,
2: just, no. I'm just thinking. I mean, you might not have an answer, and maybe you do, but just for the listeners out there who are wanting to know about this area, is do you have anything you could say to folks that these were mistakes that you made along the way, as far as being with someone who's going through depression, can you, would there be something that would jump out like, Oh, that was a mistake. That's not the way you should do it.
1: I think one area that I I could have improved on is, and I, I talk about this a little bit in the book um, is the, the idea of in some cases, maybe being an enabler, Um, because, so I'm, I am, I don't like confrontation. In fact, I'm deathly afraid of confrontation. And, um, and so I don't want to say anything that I think could lead to some kind of confrontation, but there were times where I probably should have, um, where I probably should have, you know, just, you know, been honest and not worry about, is this going to cause, uh, you know, a, a, a bout of depression. So I think if I were to, you know, now I now I do. Uh, <laughs> but that's just because I have grown um, in in these twenty six years. You know, back in the beginning, when I was sort of trying to figure out being a wife and being a mom, and all you know, all of then gradually being a pastor's wife and all that. Um, I, I just didn't have time to add yet another thing. Um, now I, you know, I'm at a, just at a place in life, you know, like the kids are grown and, and, and gone and, you know, (laughs) it's a little easier to kind of say, you know, kind of how I feel. Um, although it's not always easy, um, you know, without worrying about is, is this going to cause, um, depression? Because I know one that he's, he now has tools to deal with that if that is the case, but that's not always the case, you know. That it's not all. He's not just always, you know. Everything is not going to just make him depressed. You know, he's not. Um, and I, I understand that now. Um, I didn't have as clear an understanding of that before. So, yeah. that
2: would be yeah. one thing. Did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, right. I, I didn't. I didn't know what the answer would be. <laughs> I, you know, because I know for myself personally it would have been just having to come to the realization you can't just tell somebody who is ha- is struggling mentally with anxiety and depression, just tell them, oh, just get over it, pick yourself up, yeah. you know, come on, get yeah. strong, get over it, you know, you can do it, just fight through it, all that kind of stuff. And because don't do that
0: don't do that anybody listen to me don't Don't do that that.
2: yeah i mean here we are in this part of the world i mean i don't think it's any different no matter where you are in the globe with human beings i mean all we've ever heard all i ever heard was you know just if somebody's struggling like that just tell them to pick themselves up and get tough and
0: toughen up
2: put the big boy pants on or put the big girl pants on and let's get going you know and and uh I knew in my heart that that wasn't right, but yet I didn't know, well, uh, if that's not it, then what is it? And right. Uh, what, what do I do?
1: Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, now that I, I never really had a problem with that because um, I, I I just knew that that, that wouldn't quite work. I might've thought it, but um, <laughs> because that's my, my strategy is, if I'm going through something is to just be like, okay, Benita, get, get, just get through it, pick, pick up. You can, you know, I'll let myself be in it for a minute and then I'll just move on. Um, But that's, you know, that's not the case for everybody. And um, I I do try not. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done that. And I'm very Mm -hmm. cognizant of not doing, of not saying that just get over it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, another
0: thing another thing for people not to do is to think that the person's crazy because as you and I talked about on your podcast you know we now know that it's all about brain health we just got to take care of our brain and there's about 14 things that can mess up your brain
1: right you know so we got to look
0: at that look at the brain as okay the brain needs to get help Just like if the heart was having a a heart attack, the heart needs to get taken care of. Mm. If your kidneys are having problems, then you need to work on your kidneys. If your liver is a mess, then you need to learn how to take better care of your liver. It's the same thing with our brain. Yeah, Absolutely. And that's, boy, that's just been our, our learning, our steep learning curve is, okay, what's going on here? I wanted to ask you, did you want to ask another question before oh, I butt oh, it in? I will in? at some point. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask, how does your husband feel about you? Well, first, I have two questions, okay? The first is, did you ever, and I know we're all Christians and stuff, but we're still human. Did you ever want to just say, I'm out of here, bye-bye, well, bye. <laughs> God, I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> you hit the wrong girl that
2: was my question
0: <laughs> be honest and yeah. you be honest too, yeah and okay? I'll give you
2: my answer too uh
1: you, honestly no um I, I never had that feeling of um of wanting to my, my husband always but always asked me that question like why do you stay with me I'm like because I, I genuinely love you <laughs> Like, I really do you know, you've got a really great great qualities you know Aww. so uh, you know more more great qualities than anything else so um Aww. you know I've always just kind of pushed through I mean are, are there moments of frustration absolutely um of uh, can we why does this keep happening can we move beyond this but um But I I, know I I never really, I've never had a feeling of, I just, I don't want to be in the marriage anymore. That, that's, that has, that wasn't my experience.
0: I come from a divorced family. So that's like the, that's the answer to everything. So. That's why I kept on saying, babe, you know, don't you want to leave me? (laughs) That was my biggest fear is my husband's going to leave me. Did you, did you ever? No, I,
2: uh, totally the same as Reverend Benita. You know that. That
0: is just, no, but like, you never even thought. No. I'm out of here.
2: No. I mean, we, (laughs) Reverend Benita, I can say, you know, I mean, yes, Isabel's a medical doctor. Your husband's a pastor. It's not exactly the same career, but yet they're professional.
0: It's the same career. Yeah, kind of in the way the same career.
2: <laughs> Taking care of people. Right? Just Great. a different way. The
0: church is just a hospital for yeah. people. Yeah, it's a hospital. Absolutely. So we,
2: Absolutely. Amen. Sister.
0: Amen.
1: amen.
2: <laughs> but, you know, they're. When Isabel really had gotten fallen to the bottom of the pit with her anxiety and depression and with especially with her depression, um, it happened to be it was posed to me as a question about um, do you want to take her home with you and do what you need to do, or do you want her to go down this track, which was more of a mental health track?
0: And, Lock me up, yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I laugh about it now, but yeah and uh cry and laugh
2: uh this decision was posed right at that moment and there was this like 10 seconds of thinking like huh what and I'm like well no wait a second here no
0: like how did we get here yeah
2: right yeah and I was like no no this is us this is what we do okay and and um I had to just be uh, it wouldn't it'd be almost the opposite of selfish. I had to not think about myself at all. Anything I was doing needed to go off to the side. And it was 100 percent about Isabel and her recovery and us together moving forward. Right. And uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes... I can't
1: even imagine being in that predicament of, you know, uh, you know, we my my husband has never, you know, like tried to commit suicide or anything like that. Um, or never been, in, we've never been put in a situation where we've been asked the question of, you know, like, do you want to have him committed or anything like that? Um, I, I can't even imagine. Um, I would have the same, you know, sort of reaction, like, what what? Like, what?
0: What are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, oh. is, what are you talking about? Uh, okay. We can laugh about it now. Yeah, away. we can laugh. <laughs> yeah, we laughing at the time. I'm like, okay. Well, if that ever happens to you, call us. <laughs> That's what we're here yeah, for God. you. Oh, yeah.
2: I will,
1: and the listeners. If anybody is actually going through that and and are not in a place where they can laugh, then
0: mm. know that
1: it's possible to get on the other side of it and 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 be able to to laugh.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
0: and, and that's know. the whole purpose yeah. of there. That's the whole purpose of us getting together as a as a family talking yeah. about this because you said we need to talk about it. We need to scream out and let's yeah. talk about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Calling all women, are you feeling depressed, lack of energy, anxious, your thinking is foggy, poor sleep, or maybe even hopeless? You know there is a better you to present to this world. Hey, it's me, Dr. Isabel. And wow, if any of this sounds like you, I get you. I have been in this place and I've overcome those negative feelings. That's why I've created the free and private Facebook group called The Bossy Brain Solution. Yeah! Would you like weekly coaching to help you become your best self? Come and see for yourself and be empowered by the other women who want to shine their best light in this world. The link is in the podcast description, or you could search for the Bossy Brain Solution in Facebook groups. It's private and free, so come and join us today and know that there is hope. And I encourage you to remain unstoppable. And now, back to the podcast.
2: Yeah, I mean it is such a a hidden topic, and and Isabel and I like to take the word the stigma of the word mental health off of this area, and we just talk about brain health. Whenever it comes up with somebody, and uh, be, we just say, oh, it's about brain health, and the reason being because yeah. as you probably know, when as soon as we say mental health about somebody, we all kind of go, ooh, ooh, what's wrong with right. them? Are they gone a little crazy or what? You know, exactly. but if we say it's brain health. Then they go, oh, okay. Well, we need to look at that. You know, like you know, like the liver's bad, or the brain health is off, or something.
0: Words are so powerful, aren't they? I mean, it says so in the Bible.
1: Yes, right. Life and death lies in the power of the tongue, for sure. Um, It is. It is definitely. um, Brain health is 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 more easily digestible than mental health. Um, One of the things that I spoke with. Um, Isabel about on my podcast was just the desire to make mental health care a family affair maybe I should say brain health care but <laughs> but really really just ta- start talking in our families about because there are so many instances I've come across of people and families who where they've had you know a grandparent or or somebody um who has you know, suffered from some kind of mental, some kind of depression. Um, but it was just so taboo that it, they just didn't talk about it or, you know, but I I really feel like from a young age, young children need to be taught that there are ways and that there are resources for taking care of their mental or their brain health. They need yes, to know yes. That just like mom and dad will take you to the doctor, to your physical every year, that that there are ways to stay up on, um, to to think about your thinking um, and and to to get help whenever you you feel like you need it. So I really do want to see that start to take off in families um, everywhere, all over the world because yes. it's not you know it's it's not just in one location it's it, it's it's everywhere and all of us need some kind of um brain health we we all we all need to be concerned whether let's we've do, been it. do it or not you know with something
0: let's do it reverend let's do it, let's do it. yes <laughs> especially in the church because oh my gosh Actually. it's so taboo in the church yes You just don't have enough faith. You're not close enough to God. That is such a lie from the devil.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I I really do want to see these conversations happen in churches. I want to see mental health ministries and communities form in churches where people can go and talk without the the fear of judgment, without the fear of people getting on the phone gossiping and, 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 and all of that. Um, I, I just I just want to see that
0: in <laughs> <Me too. laughs> our
1: faith. And I honestly believe that this is not even just in the Christian faith. I mean, I think there are other faith traditions where they have the same sorts of of, of, of mindsets around the, the stigma mm-hmm. of getting mental health. So I I'm hoping that people from other faith backgrounds will. Look at what we're doing and say we need that in our faith too, and, and write about it and talk about it, um, and get that message out there in in, in whatever their faith tradition might be.
0: I I agree, 100%. yeah, 100%. Very good, very good for everybody. And
2: you said a real key word there is judgment, and uh, that's
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: for somebody who was unaware of all this, uh, being around this and being around Isabel, seeing this, and it's kind of like the old, you know, the story where, you, you know, you, you buy a yellow Volkswagen because you've never seen a yellow, yellow Volkswagen. You think it's the only one around. Then all of a sudden there's yellow Volkswagens everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> well, ever since this, uh, mm-hmm. I'm just seeing anxiety and depression and I hear people. I see what they're saying. We got people coming to us about this is going on, that's going on. and It's like, oh, my gosh, this is so much out there. And I know for me personally, pre, before this, I would have been very judgmental on those people like, oh, come on, you know, what's wrong with you and that, you know, and um, one thing that, you know, for all of us is just understanding not to be judgmental of people that some, you know, something's just gone a little haywire along the way. And, you know, we, we need to understand it's no different than if they're, overweight, or if they've ended up with diabetes, or something else that something's gone on, something's gone off, and it happens to be in the brain instead of the physical body. And we need to be able to just say, Okay, what can we do? How can we help? And, And that's where my personal growth has come through this process.
1: Absolutely. I mean, and everything starts in the brain anyway, right? I mean, yes. Dr. Isabel yes, because, yes. 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 I mean, yes. It's the brain that communicates to the rest of the body what to do, right? Yeah. How to feel. Um. So it's even that much more important. I think. Um. A, a part of your physical body that you really need to pay attention to and take care of.
0: Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I've got a confession to make. <laughs> uh, this is a good place to do that. <laughs> My confession is before. 2014, that's from 1991 to 2014. Me as a medical doctor, family practice doctor, I would be judgmental of people with anxiety and depression. I'd be like, I mean, I didn't say this, but just like you, you know, I thought it. <sighs> Here's a pill, you know. Go see a therapist. You know, I, really, because that's all the tools I had. Right. But God, good okay. old God. <laughs> He said, "Isabel, you're gonna Spikes learn again." <laughs> yeah. Isabel, knock, knock, knock. It's yeah. me there. <laughs> you're gonna learn how to change the world with this. You're gonna change the world's perspective on this. And oh my gosh, did I get a wake up call? And I, no. I no longer think like that anymore. So. <laughs> Thank you, God, for this experience. My mess is going to be the message. Thanks for using me.
1: <laughs> it's a growth process. I mean, we, and uh, in, in the '90s and and prior to that, and you know, when I was growing up, I grew up in the '70s, um, '70s and '80s, and uh, I I start out my book by by talking about uh, my you know, sort of where, what what was my understanding of of mental health or depression? I I didn't really have much of an understanding, really. I thought Mm -hmm. depression was, you know, when you get sad every once in a while, you're depressed. But as I was reading up on it, it's like, oh, no, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's bare minimum. Like, that's not, (laughs) that's not really diagnosed depression. You know, that little sadness, you know, when you get the blues every once in a while, every blue moon, but um it it, we never really talked about it my dad was a pastor and of course he he you know gave spiritual guidance to a lot of people but we never talked about therapy you know we know we just never we just didn't talk about it um and I feel like it you know was that way in most households um in those days Um, i I write from from the perspective of of an African-American woman um because that's you know where how i grew up and as a christian that's who i am but i'm finding people um from from all kinds of backgrounds who can relate it was like yeah yeah, we didn't talk about it in our community either you know it just it was it was just hush hush and you know you always had the you know the 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 crazy uncle or whatever but Mm -hmm. Um, No, no real explanation. You had that one person in your family who, you you know, everybody kind of knew they were kind of a little off or whatever. I'm putting that in quotes. Quote, unquote, off is what the the term that would be used. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she just didn't talk about it. You just kind of let them be in their corner and you almost ignore them. You know, just, you know, they're there, but nobody ever talked about what was really going on with them uh mm-hmm. internally and i just feel like that that has has hurt us um and i'm i'm glad to see that more people are embracing their their mental health or their brain health i'm i'm glad to see that more people even in in the church are talking about it we're not where we need to be but we're not where we used to be and, mm-hmm. and that gives me hope
2: yeah beautiful beautiful i wanted to ask you about your book can you tell us i was those- just
0: gonna do that too. oh well you're just gonna
2: have to wait in line you
0: guys <laughs> you guys must actually
2: be married
1: yeah
0: 41 years yeah. and you can answer each other's questions it's, it's, it's an awesome thing. You know? it happens all the time it's like get out of my head we have, we have a connection from our um from our belly button to the other belly button <laughs> <laughs> yes the scream within yes, yes tell us
2: about your book give us a some ideas
1: Oh, so The Scream Within is my journey of, like like you mentioned in the bio, of of being, um, you know, married to a pastor um, who, he says, is at war with depression. He doesn't like to say um, suffers with depression because he feels like that's kind of giving in to it.
0: It he is. It like is a
1: war. You're a fighting it, you know. So it is a war.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So, Um, I, I had thought about writing it many years ago because the reason being that there, there really wasn't anything out there that I could find from the perspective of a caregiver of someone with depression. And I felt like that that was a perspective that needed to be Shared, and in particular in the church, and in particular um, as a pastor's wife. Now, as you can imagine, I was, uh, it took me three years from the time I first thought about it to the time where I approached him with it. Um, and when I first approached him about it, his words to me were, You have to write that book. Wow. Uh, He said, I might not be able to read it, (laughs) but you have to write it. (laughs) Uh, And um, and so at that point, I started writing it because had he not, you know, um, encouraged me, I I might not. have. I might still not have written it. And it was very therapeutic for me um, to write it because I had been going through all of these emotions over the years that I had never shared with anyone, had never, you know, that I had kept bottled in, locked in. And I felt that it was important to share, in particular as a pastor's wife, because i I know for a fact that there are other pastors' wives who whose um spouses you know deal with depression and and there's nowhere to to go um usually when pastors are dealing with issues, they don't go anywhere to talk about it, you know they come home to their spouse. And you know, um, you know, they they get it all out with the spouse, but then where does the spouse go to, to kind of get get it all out? We don't really go anywhere because um, you don't want to talk to people in the church, because that's just a no-no. <laughs> um, you know, you don't necessarily and when you're married to somebody who's not only a pastor but a community leader, um, you just don't know what kind what you know the stigma of it, like what people will then think what people will say. So you're always concerned about that. And um, so, you know, what that what that's really what made me write the book, because I feel like it would encourage and also free somebody else, which from some of the feedback I'm getting, it it has, you know, I can't tell you how many people have been like, thank you for writing that book. And I'm like, well, thank God, because uh, you know, with without God speaking to the heart of my husband and saying, you know, encourage her to write it, <laughs> it might not have gotten written and, you know, there might not be that perspective out there. So, um, so that's, you know, so the book really talks about just my journey from the, from the early stages of our marriage all the way up until, you know, more recently and talks about, you um, some of the some of the things that I went through internally some of the thoughts that I had and um you know just how that how it impacted me to to feel like I'm I'm just helpless I'm not able to help him I'm i I'm an utter failure as a wife I'm an utter oh. failure then as a mother because I don't have the tools that I need to help my my family um I went through a lot, you know, just internally. And that, you know, there I had some young women who aren't married who read the book who said to me, "You know that this really has helped me even think about futuristically if I ever do get married, some things to to be thinking about in marriage." Um, you know, so it it's it's having an impact that I didn't even I couldn't even really foresee. Um and I'm just really grateful um to God for putting it in me and and seeing it through. Beautiful. Thank beautiful. you for being obedient. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Very beautiful.
0: Yes. <laughs> now we haven't we haven't gotten the book yet, but we're we're gonna be putting a, a a list and an order in for the book. And that's definitely one of the books we'll be reading. Okay. But I haven't had, I'll be honest with you, I haven't we haven't read it yet, okay? Okay. It's, but it's definitely on our Christmas
2: list. It's on our, our, it's on our we, we get like for
0: Christmas, we buy books for each other. Yeah. And I've got like 15 books that I want Michael to order for me.
2: <laughs> Christmas is like it's the book season. It all pours in, and then during right. the, the year we read our books. Yeah.
1: And Those listen, are our Christmas. I, I cannot yeah. tell you how many books I have between the, the actual physical books on on the desk and the books in my Kindle. I can't tell you how many books that I have lined up that I have not read. So when people come to me and say, I got your book, I haven't started reading it yet. I'm like, you'll get to it. I I understand. I
2: totally I I get it. I get it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. That is so wonderful that you've been able to put that into a book form to share that out to the world. I mean like you said I didn't find the manual on this whole thing. I mean it was just like okay, let's just take it one day at a time because there was I didn't I wasn't any training. I couldn't find a manual, I couldn't find anything about anybody that would want to talk about it even. I mean I remember we talked to I talked to some local organizations and they didn't really want to talk too much about it, you know, so it was kind of yeah learn on your own type stuff. So that's fantastic that you're putting that out to the world. It's going to be a beautiful tool for the caregivers of people who are at war. I love that. at war It is. With we depression. Are.
0: It is. Yeah. It's a war. It's totally a war over our brain health. It's yeah. all a war over our brain health. And yeah. we'll do another podcast about that. But I wanted to <laughs> ask you what, because we're landing this plane now. what three what three action steps could you offer you know for our listeners to to start implementing right away so that they've got a win if they're dealing with somebody with anxiety who's fighting anxiety and or depression
1: so um know that what what they're going through is real um and so the first thing would be to validate um to, to, to offer some validation of what they're going through um, and say, be honest and say, I don't understand what you're going through, but I believe that what you're going through is real. So let's work together to try to get you the help that you need um, to get through it. The second thing would be to encourage um, encourage therapy and, and even um, go so far as to do some research to find to help them find the right um, therapist to go to, and then the third thing would be to take care of yourself um, because it can be um, it can be very exhausting, to be quite frank. Uh, and so, you it's really important for you to um, to take care of your own brain health. Uh, there's a part in the book um, that I talk about, you know, I, I can't take that trip. And what I learned to do was when when sometimes when he would take that trip to depression, I would find myself like locked in, buckled in, going right there with him. Mm-hmm. But I, I said, you know, I can't do that. And so I, I came up with this term of I can't take that trip. Um, and and so I would do something else to kind of get my mind. um Back to where it would need to be, whether it's through prayer and meditation, or deep breathing, or listening to music, or taking a walk, or whatever that might be um, for you. Take care of yourself because you know you you definitely have to put uh, you know the oxygen mask on yourself first
2: oh mm. um, yeah very That's well really said good, great yeah. action steps i was just writing those down as you were talking i know they're in the book but i want them i want them in front of me right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh babe the things uh, we've all learned huh
2: yeah yes
0: yes we have learned learned yeah. a lot
2: and you kind of think like, how? Where did life take us on this <laughs> trip and journey here? But you know, mm-hmm. as the saying goes, we take our messes and we turn them into messages to the world. And yeah, you just think, okay, well, what good can we, you know, what good can we take out of this? You know, absolutely. Yeah, and we can if we decide to. If we decide to. Yeah, that's the thing.
0: I'm so grateful that. I have a husband like you and your husband's got a wife like you. Cause without the both of you, it's, it's hard. It's almost impossible. Of course. Yes, we've got God, but it's just good to have somebody in the flesh, you know, yeah, <laughs> that like absolutely. understands everything. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Uh-huh. yeah. And I'm Whatever. blessed to have him too. So I, it, it's, it's definitely a, a mutual, <laughs> it's definitely a mutual benefit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: And that's why we're still here.
0: And right. do you see him exactly. getting healed? Do you see him winning this war?
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
2: Uh, okay.
0: I, it's it,
1: The difference is exponential from from the beginning of our marriage to now. It He definitely has much more um, of an understanding about himself. He understands what his triggers are. He understands when they're coming up, when they're coming on. He has the tools in the toolkit now to kind of help. You know, thwart getting really deep. So he, whereas he might have, he used to get into like really, really deep, deep, deep bouts of depression. It, he doesn't get that far anymore, um, you know, which is, which is really great. Um, he's, he's grown really by leaps and bounds uh, in, in these last, in these years.
0: That's because you were there right with him, helping him, encouraging him. I yeah. want to say that.
2: Yeah. And I, and I also wow. want to, you know, validate your your husband's work, too, because I'm sure for him, it's been a lot of work. You know, when people change Absolutely. like that, I mean, it Absolutely. doesn't just happen. It's great that we're here. Yeah. And the reason why I know I can say that is because I know the work that Isabel's done to, mm-hmm. you know, defeat this war on depression. I know the work she's done. I mean, yes, yeah. I was there, but. At the end of the day, she's had to do the work. And the same thing, your husband has Absolutely. had to do the personal work. And and I, yeah. you know, congratulate, I mean, he's not here, but I can, if he happens to listen to this, congratulations. Yeah. I, I validate you, Pastor Weathers, for doing the work you've done. Because yes. that's, you got to do the work. You know, no who's helping you.
1: It's, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of yeah. work. Um, and that's one of the things that I, I appreciate most about him is his willingness and his desire um to put in the work to be you know the best version of himself that he can be um i, I really appreciate that about him
2: yes i love it <laughs> i had to i just i love it i love hearing <laughs> that you know because it's so true it's so true yes you got to put in the work to be the best version of yourself no matter Absolutely. what Absolutely.
1: I just can, I tell, you can I tell the people about, about my program, my event coming up.
0: Yes. 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 Let, yes. Hey everyone. But Reverend Benita's gonna tell you something that's really important that's coming up. Yes.
1: I don't know what part of the world everybody's in, but I am having um an event on October 30th. It is called Minding the Mental in Marriage and Minors. And it will be Myself and my husband, my children, um, a couple of mental health practitioners, and we are going to kind of do a deep dive into um, dealing with mental health and marriage, dealing with mental health with your children um, and, and, and just and talking about the book. And it's going to be a great it's going to be a great event. It, it is going to be from 11 to 2 eastern standard time so i'm not sure what is the, in new zealand that would be it would about be October six 31st oh no it'd be in the evening right
2: i uh, know yeah. it'd be in the morning if you're near, if you're 11 or 2 eastern it'd be about oh, yeah. uh yeah five o'clock in the yeah, morning about four or <laughs> <5 a. m. laughs> but yeah oh we've gotten up for stuff before <laughs> so is this is this in person or is it virtual
1: it is virtual OK, good, good, good. It's a virtual cool. event. Cool. So um, cool. the uh, my, you can find me on social media, just Benita Weathers, B-E-N-I-T-A.
2: Right. Yeah, we'll put the link is there. And yeah. is there yeah. a link or anything specific for the event where people can tie into it and find out what's all about it?
1: Yes. The, well, the link will be coming out very in a, in a couple of days. And so I will okay. have it in my in my bio on Instagram. Yeah. And it'll it'll be on my social media um, and I can send you guys the flyer yeah. when we. It'll,
2: it'll be in the anyway. link in this podcast. OK, uh, it'll be there. Great. Yeah, because that's a beautiful thing to have out there. And that way anybody around the world could tie in because you never know in this virtual world what corner of the world you are reaching somebody who right now is just waiting to hear this message. Yes. and they hear it they catch it and they tie into what you're doing and that could save a life just somewhere in the world Absolutely. even if it's yes. just one life we save it's beautiful
1: yes yes don't give up there That's... there is definitely hope on the other side
0: yes beautiful. never give up yep keep holding on
1: keep holding on
0: all right do what... you want to close this time or uh, shall I well you can close okay. If you want. <laughs> go ahead this is the first time we've done a podcast together so it's kind of like really for me Uh, we do lives together all the time but podcasts are a little different but it doesn't matter well everybody thank you i've i've been your host and michael has been your host michael and dr isabel been your host here with reverend benita weathers thank you so much for joining us and you go out there and be your best and share that gorgeous smile of yours in the world because we so need it. Mwah! Remain, thanks so much. Thank you, Reverend Thank you. Benita. Bless- Blessing to you both.
2: Hello, Chef Michael here. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you subscribed to the podcast and left us a review.